The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for uh, being with me today. It's always a pleasure to have you as Intentional Spirits. We've been at this show for a very long time, and it's because of you that um, I'm, I'm so encouraged and inspired each and every week to hearing stories, to getting emails, to knowing what you're doing out there in the world. It's, it's really a wonderful experience. As you know, the reason we call this um, being an intentional spirit is, is, as I say often, there's a big difference between someone who's setting a goal or a New Year resolution than someone who is living intentionally because when you're living intentionally, there's things that are going on outside of you. There's uh, job changes. There's could be COVID. There could be uh, lots of different things that are going on. But you continue to be intentional. You continue to, to move forward with your ideas and your dreams. Um, and you could be the kind of person that you have allowed the challenges in your life to teach you what you need to know about the new direction that, that you are to go. Whereas a lot of people um, spend their lives waiting till they don't have any problems anymore before they're going to move forward or waiting until they have time before they're going to do something and yada, yada, yada. And um, I remember one time um, one of my ministerial students said to me, well, I'm not going to pursue ministry right now because I'm going to wait till I don't till I don't have any problems. <laughs> and I and I said to her, I said, well, then maybe you're going to be a minister in the afterlife because, uh, you know, we're human and, and life is problematic in nature. But I was very delighted to connect and know that we were going to have uh, Dennis Patoko with us today. He is a difference maker. He definitely is an intentional spirit, and he has he is the creator of the award-winning New Media Digest uh, 360, so bizcatalyst360.com. So, Dennis, welcome to our show today. Oh, hi, Temple. Listen, I, as you were speaking, I was listening to your word intentional, and and uh, not to jump over wherever you wanted to go next, but that word is not used enough. And, you know, a lot of what we do, we talk about on my end of the business, intentional listening, intentional 
humility, intentional gratitude. And we use that word intentional as defined because there isn't enough of it. And just the thought of intentional listening when you've got complete eye contact and you're, you're just hanging on every word. Uh, we've learned to use that word very judiciously, um, and we just wish more people would. Well, let, let's delve into that because, um, you know, I, I applaud you for all the work you're doing in the world. And um, I, I follow you on LinkedIn and I, I see you are LinkedIn. <laughs> you're LinkedIn to life <laughs> and, and you're, you're LinkedIn to what people really want to hear about. And I love the work that you represent. It's real. It's authentic. It's um creative and it, it's just absolutely uh, wonderful. So let's let's delve into uh, certainly that and any direction, you know, I like to just align with uh, a person, a guest on the show, and we go in the direction that we're supposed to be, you know, according okay. to the people that are listening or according to what we feel guided to do. So um, we can go anywhere you want to. So you're right. The word intentional is not used enough. And um, and it, it's so important. And um, I, I see it all the time, people that are living in the waiting mode. They're waiting to see how this turns out or they're waiting to see how that works out or they're waiting on their their kids to go to college before they do X, Y, and Z. And what they don't understand is working with cause and effect. When they're not waiting on that, they'll be waiting on something else. The issue isn't what's going on outside of us. The issue is that we're making um, what's going on outside of us keep us from something going on. Wow, very well put. My goodness. Um, you know, I just you mentioned the name of our website, but if I can indulge for a minute and give you a little more background on how, who we are and how we got here, because it starts to connect the dots on what I said earlier, and frankly, Temple, what you're talking about. Um, my wife and I were blessed very early in our lives and in our careers with a lot of success. She is from Great Britain. I met her over in England when I was doing business over there. As I tell many people, I imported her when I came back uh, to Tampa Bay. That's where we live today. But we had enough success that we had something that a lot of people just don't have, and that's choices. You know, what do you do? It's like the best analogy I can use. It's like the dog who's been chasing the car, and the dog finally catches the car, and then you say, well, what are you going to do with it? Well, that's where we were. We had caught the car enough success that we could make choices as to how we wanted to spend our time. Um, <clears throat> so we spent a lot of time thinking about that uh, because we had had it up to here. If you can see we're here is with the business world. So we didn't want to go back into a business. So we tried to narrow down temple. What was important to us? And that came down to three things. Um, traveling. We traveled a lot in business, both of us independently and then, you know, together. But it's most business travel. I can tell you probably 20-some countries I've been to that I've never seen. And what I mean by that is I got there, I got off the airplane, I got in the taxi, I went to the business meeting, I got back out of the meeting, I went back to the airport. So I can tell you I've been, for example, to South Korea, but I can't tell you anything about it. So we said, we're going to travel, but maybe borrowing from the word, we're going to intentionally travel. We're going to go places where we want to go, uh, where we wouldn't normally go, 
and really dig in and immerse ourselves in the culture and all the things you'd love to do when you travel. Second thing we wanted to do is very important to us was uh, the two words giving back, and too many people use those words giving back without doing more than writing a check. But we were talking more about let's find a way to give our time, our talent, and our treasure. So, yeah, we'll write checks, but we're more more interested in rolling up our sleeves and giving our time and talent because we came out of the business world with a lot of great experience, and we know there was a lot of nonprofits, particularly here in the Tampa Bay area, that we would like to, we wanted to get involved in. So we started with that about 15 years ago with that notion of giving back. I can probably do an entire show with you on just what we've done, but let's just say we've gotten completely immersed in the nonprofit world, um, delivering meals to the homeless, serving on boards of directors, volunteering in offices, doing events, pretty much anything you'd ever want to do, and somewhere along the line writing checks as well. And as they say, it's true, you know, we've gotten back more than we've ever given back just through the people's lives that we have witnessed changing, not just because we read about it, but we saw it changing. So I'll come back to that later. And the third thing we wanted to do was stay connected with the rest of the world because although we weren't retired, you know, we hear the stories of uh, people retiring and they're either doing crossword puzzles or Sudoku or something else to keep their mind active. Well, we wanted to be a bit more active than that, and that's where BizCatalyst came from. It was just a notion of saying, let's try to create a website or a community that we wouldn't mind visiting every morning when we were in business. So we started with a blank sheet of paper and built that. Here it is. Um, Well, BizCatalyst is almost eight years old now. Uh, As I said, we got the nonprofit thing going. We've traveled the world time and again. Obviously, in the last few months, our wings have been clipped a little bit, but that's not a bad thing. We're blessed to be trapped in Tampa Bay sitting looking at a lake right now with palm trees, and a lot of people have it worse. So we're using that time a little better with our nonprofits. Long story short, eight years later, we've got this thing called BizCatalyst, and people think it's just a website. Well, it's much more than that. It's morphed over to the years where it started out to be just a website. It's now part of what we call 360 Nation, which is a community or a universe or a conscious community is probably the best word, of things that are important to us. Number one, sharing good information from writers from around the world like you, um, folding in our the work we do with nonprofits so we now use Biz Catalyst under the 360 Nation umbrella to showcase nonprofits that we work with. We took what we learned in building a website, and a couple of years ago, we said there's got to be a way. You know, we're very blessed in Tampa Bay. We've got some great nonprofits, but more importantly, we've got a very generous Tampa Bay community. It's a large one, it's very active, a very caring, but we do know there are cities and towns, not only across America, but around the world that you know, they haven't got 10% of what we've got when it comes to donors and people that can help out and volunteers. So we said there's got to be a way we can merge what we've learned and we can merge our passion to do more. And do more became very important, those two words. Uh, it's two years later now since we've had that discussion. Um, I'm thrilled to say that a lot of people don't know it, but under 360 Nation, we have another website. It's called Good Works 360. And Good Works 360 
gives us the ability to say to any good nonprofit, literally anywhere in the world, virtually, if you need help, we can help you, and it's free of charge. Uh, we're doing that because we were blessed enough using LinkedIn and using our connections and all the people we've met through this catalyst and our travels to assemble a group of about four dozen top-level professionals literally seated around the world who are standing by when we need them to give back in terms of their time and their talent and their treasure. Now, they're doing it virtually, which is interesting. We're using the technology now to say, for example, we're working with a Meals on Wheels operation in Mumbai, India. They wanted to start it out of their living room. There's certainly a need. There's a passion, but they didn't have the expertise. We have somebody on our panel of experts that is located in India, so they began working in. So we use the the Skyping of the world, the Zooming of the world, the texting, the emails, you name it, to uh, literally hold the people's hands that want to do more in their community. So, so it started with this catalyst. We merged that into our thinking on nonprofits. We opened the doors of Good Works two years ago, 360. That now has about two dozen clients around the world. And then we brought it all under the umbrella of 360 Nation which is our way of, I said, for lack of a better term, Temple, just kind of branding all the stuff we do because unlike a lot of other websites, and this is probably what, first of all, distinguishes us the most, but also gives us the most freedom, there is no profit motive. It's not an economic operation. What does that mean? <clears throat> it means we, do, we can do what we want for good. So we don't call any of our operations for-profits or non-profits. We call them for-good operations. It takes a while for people to understand that. And in the world we live in, a lot of people are skeptical. They say, well, you must, there must be a reason. There must be a hook. You must do advertising. We don't do advertising. Again, back to the fact that we're blessed enough that we can do what makes sense and we can do more for the universe and humanity um, because not, we're not bound by advertising or a board of directors or people that say, well, that's, you know, that's not typical. So as you can tell by what I just said for the last 10 minutes, I can go on and on, but I get excited about it because as we've moved into this uh, unusual period of time with the pandemic, you know, a lot of businesses starting, what, three, four months ago were either turning their lights off, sending their people home, doing things differently because they had to. And there were a lot, was a lot of pressure coming across from different factions saying, well, you need to shut down or slow down or do something different. Um, and we said, you know, we thought about that for a minute. And we said, now, how does that reconcile with doing good? It doesn't. Now, how we operate is we, it's my wife, it's myself, and we've always had a team of uh, interns from a local college that they're in the media studies program, and they're very interested in learning how to do what we do. We're very interested in learning what they know at their young age and the next generation. So we, we struck an arrangement with these folks that it's a mutual volunteer. We volunteer to mentor them. They volunteer to help us. No money changes hands. They're learning. We're learning. It's been a happy marriage for many years. The only action we took three, four months ago was we cut them loose and said, look, we, we appreciate your help. Thank you for what you do for us, but go home and spend time with your families. And when we get on the other side of the pandemic, you know, our doors are open again. Now, we naturally thought, Temple, that by cutting loose those folks and by everybody, well, not everybody, 
By the world we live in, particularly our writers, which we've got over 600 around the world, we thought everything would just slow down because people are distracted by the pandemic and all the other things. Little did we know, uh, the last three months have been the busiest times we have ever had in eight years in publishing and in the nonprofits. On the nonprofit side, you can imagine how some of these nonprofits reacted when suddenly you know, the donations dried up, uh, their volunteers dried up, their operating people couldn't operate anymore because of all the sheltering. So we moved to that side of the room. And then on our website, rather than shut down as we were urged, not shut down, rather than stop publishing as we were urged to do, and we could have gotten away with, we said, no, what we're going to do is we're going to shift or we're going to pivot and what, what I mean by that is there's a we have a unique opportunity sitting on this big website with 2 million visitors a year with connections around the world. We can be a, a messenger for good. So we went out to our writers and said, look, we're going to continue doing what we're doing just like we did it before. But we're asking all of you that this is probably the time to stop writing about Leadership 101 and sales and marketing and social media. If you have the ability to write, we know you've got plenty of stories to tell. So let's start writing about hope and a brighter future and storytelling and things that are going on in your lives in the midst of the pandemic that tell people that they're not in it alone. Well, we asked for that, Temple, and that's where the avalanche came. We have published so many remarkable, I mean, truly remarkable stories of people. And these are people that don't typically tell stories. They write about business. So it's shifted us. It's shifted our website. We've learned a lot from it. And, you know, we're just so much better off in what we've learned during that trying time. And it has propelled 360 Nation and this catalyst well beyond any record-breaking things we ever thought we were going to do. It's just a, it's an absolute um, fascinating story. Um, I refer to it as spiritpreneurs, um, individuals that have an idea of, of something they want to do or create a way they want to be a leader in the world or be a difference maker or whatever, and not really knowing, you know, how it's all going to unfold or how it's going to come about and, and the, the journey it's going to take. Um, you know, I knew a lot about you. Um, your work uh, before I ever knew that you lived like across the water. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to us having the opportunity to physically meet. And um, oh, yeah. there's a couple that I, I really want to introduce you to that about 30 something years ago, or maybe a little bit longer, um, they were getting married and he wanted to take her on some lavish um, yacht or cruise for their honeymoon. And, um, and she went, well, how could I do that when I know on the other side of the island um, that people are hungry and I just can't be part of that. And so they founded an organization called Global Volunteers. And they they have people that volunteer to travel and pay to travel. And they go into places like Tanzania and Mexico and and the U.S., of course, um, where there are communities that really need a hand up. And um, and they go and people from all over go and volunteer. 
And and so it I was just I kept thinking about them a lot off and on while you were telling the story of um that you set out with your agreement with your wife to do one thing, you were guided, and look at what it's turning into. It's just fascinating to me, all well, the different directions yeah. that your organization is taking now. It's like, yay yeah. you, it's wonderful. Well, it's really awesome. I would, I would like to tell you that we planned it this way, but as you've already touched upon, you know, we were just being led in this direction, and, and I have to back up a minute. I cannot. Well, you and I wouldn't be speaking today, for example, had we not done this. But I have. We have. You know, we found what we weren't looking for is probably the best way to say it. We have met so many amazing people in this journey, and it's those people that kind of led us where we're going. We listened, we learned, and we were directed. And it's just been a just a remarkable journey. And people say, well, you know, you don't have to do it. Why? But we do it because we can and because we really enjoy it. It gives us a reason to get up in the morning. Do you know what it's like to be able to truly change people's lives, you know, 10,000 miles away by something as little as reaching out to them, uh, as you say, with a hand up? Uh, just remarkable. And until you've done it, I guess it's hard to explain. Yeah, and I uh, I loved hearing about how your 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 writers and your your community of your million viewers that they're now getting engaged in in supporting uh, people that are are wanting to start businesses or cause related issues. Can you elaborate a little bit more about that? That's just absolutely awesome. Well, we. We have so many different channels now. One of them happens to be a mentoring channel. It's it's not as active as it was because right now people are distracted. But we right. have a team of we have, we do have a team of people from writers that we reached out to many years ago that said, you know, you've got such remarkable talent. Are you willing to use our site as the um, clearinghouse if we want if people want to have help with? It's almost like a dear Abby for business, if you will where they're writing in with problems. They want to transition their business. They want to expand. They need help in sales and marketing. So we've had that team in place for a lot of years, and a lot of what we learned from that temple kind of moved over to this notion on the GoodWorks 360 in terms of the kind of talent. Because as you know, most nonprofits, they may be registered as a nonprofit, but they're effectively a small business, and they need all the same things a small business needs uh, so we 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 built GoodWorks 360 around the fact that we need every typical small business skill that you can find. And as we were going out, literally to our connections around, I was saying, "Look, this is what we're building. It's all going to be for good. It's all going to be volunteer. There's never a charge, and all we ask of you is your time." We learned a couple of things. Number one, there's an abundance of people out there that want to do it. We literally have a spreadsheet where we've cataloged every talent uh, coming in. Well, when when you register with us to be a volunteer, we ask you for your top three business talents, and then we put that into the catalog. So when we need help, we can scan it. But something we did, Temple, also is as each of these volunteers came on board from around the world, I personally spoke to each one. To get a better understanding, and we were learning because we were creating something that never existed before, um, 
we were trying to figure out why are you stepping up? What attracted you to come to us under this new thing you've never heard of called Good Works 360 with a willingness to give your time back? And the vast majority of people said, you know what, Dennis, for years um, I've been looking for opportunities to put some uh, action behind those two words, good, uh, give back. But because of my family, my travel, my commitments, my whatever, I just couldn't do what you do. That is, Dennis, you go to local board meetings, you deliver meals. I'd like to do that, but I can't. But what I do have is time. So if you need three hours a week, six hours a week, whatever, I can budget that time to touch people around the world so it fit like a glove, and now I feel better because I know I can give back. So that's the learning experience from, uh, you know, what we've been doing, uh, understanding why why more people don't give back. Uh, now, during the middle of the pandemic, we've had an onslaught of more people because they've got time, and they know they don't have to get on an airplane or drive somewhere but they know we can connect them with nonprofits everywhere that could just use, in some cases, somebody to talk to about their challenges. Not a specific skill, but somebody, I'm going to go back to where we started, somebody that will intentionally listen to them and in many respects um, mirror what they're saying to make sure they understand they're not alone. You know, we've been in business. We've had issues. You know, what's the number one thing sitting on your desk today? So call that a quasi-engagement, but just having the um, ability to bend somebody's ear in the middle of all this when it looks like your nonprofit doors are getting ready to close, it's remarkable, simply remarkable. Yeah, it absolutely is. I want to uh, let everyone know that's tuning in uh, to go to biz, B-I-Z, Catalyst360.com. That's biz, Catalyst. 360.com so that you can um, look at, I mean, this, this website is absolutely uh, fascinating. I, I just get so much information from it and also love um, the honor of being a contributor to it as well. Um, it's, it's a great place um, to feature uh, your consciousness, your work, your passion your your love and it's just an amazing incredible organization for those of you that are enjoying our our talk today um you can also go to templehays.com or visit me at firstunity.org to um, look at various uh, topics and things that we are currently involved with um around the the world and specifically here in the heart of, of st petersburg as well so it's just a pleasure to have all of you tune in. I want to remind you, those of you that are tuning into Facebook Live, to ask questions because Dennis is here and he's here with us for another half hour and he has a lot to say and to share. And we want to take advantage of our time that we have. We'll be right back after this short break. Thank you for being with us. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Rev. Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in. We're so grateful that, that you're here and that you share our show with others, and you are just a blessing, I tell you. Uh, serving you over the last 12 years has been uh, one of the highlights of, of the various things that I'm connected with and and have passion about, that's for sure. Um, I'm talking today with uh, Dennis Patoko, and he and his wife, and they are the founders of 360 Nation, Humanity Rediscovered. And you can access his life, his work, by going to biz, B-I-Z, Catalyst, 360.com and learn more about the work that they are doing. And just get ready when you go on that website. Um, and I, I concur with you. It's not, I don't, it's not a website. It's like a kingdom. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a world. It's like you're going into like a, a, a world of a, a, a planet of, of people that have agreed by right of their own understanding to be there that have a lot of passion for our earth and difference makers and, and things. And I, I love the fact when you said that you had reached out to a number of your your authors and asked them to look at uh, focusing on um, storytelling uh, because yeah. storytelling is it's like the most ancient of a way in which we heal or we reveal, you know. And um, I know there was a period of my life when. I would say, gosh, I, I don't want to focus anymore on healing. I feel like I've spent so much of my life healing this, healing that, healing that. We do just get to be whole. But what I came to understand, Dennis, is that, you know, healing isn't just about what's broken or wrong with you. It's about what's right with you. Healing could be to have more self-esteem or more assertiveness or to be brave, you know, to to do postings on social media, <laughs> you know, that takes a lot of, um, of, of bravery itself. So I loved hearing you talk about people doing storytelling and their own experiences. And, and have you noticed a, like a big difference because of that, of the different energy oh, and comments that people are giving? Oh, yeah. Yes. And it's a very good question because a lot, Somebody much smarter than me that runs a, a website, we were talking a few months back, and, and they were talking about, you know, you can tell if a site's successful by the number of visits, which is important. And I said, you know, we've never been interested in how many people come to our site. That's important, and I know it's immeasurable, but since we don't do marketing, I don't mean to say we don't care. We like to get visitors, of course. We mm -hmm. care more about whether they come here and they engage with our writers because uh, you're a writer, Temple. There's, it's gratifying when you've taken hours to write that article and somebody steps up and say, Temple, I really like what you wrote. Here's my viewpoint on it. Or they bring a different opinion to the table that might inspire you to go back and write another chapter in that same article, maybe from a different perspective. So um, anyhow, back to the point uh he was saying that he said well you know if you're running a website and you get say 10 percent take the number of articles you've published and multiply it by about 10 percent 
if over a period of time you get that many comments, then you know you're doing well. And I said, are you sure your calculations are right? And he said, yes. He said, why? I said, well, we published at that time 21,000 articles. I said, if I multiply that out times 10%, that means I should only have about 2,000 comments. I said, we have over 25,000 comments. We have more comments than we have articles. He said, how'd you do that? I said, it's because of the, the approach we take with our writers. And he said, what do you mean by that? And this may help other people who may be interested in someday in writing for us. But when we started this site, one of the things we looked at was who else is out there and what do they do and what can we do differently? Well, there was Forbes, Huffington Post, a lot of other different magazines around, if you will, that are online. I said, we want to take all the bureaucracy and all the handcuffs and take them off. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, if you write for Forbes, you've got to uh, send it in in a certain format. First of all, you have to pay to write for them. We don't charge our writers. Um, and then you've got to send it in, and then maybe six weeks later it'll get back, and it'll go through three or four levels of, of editing by junior editors. And in the end, as I'm told by people that write for Forbes, it doesn't necessarily resemble what they wrote because many of the words or phrases were changed. And then when it's published six weeks later, it has a lot of in-your-face pop-ups and advertising. He said, don't you do that? I said, no. I said, if somebody sends us an article today, it's probably going to be published tomorrow. Yeah, we polish it up a little bit. We get the best image we can get. We check it for grammar. But we trust that our writers already know how to write. So we don't do that. Well, that led into how we operate the site now. So, Temple, if you came on board with us today as a new writer, and I know you write for us, but generically, we don't care how often you write. <clears throat> so we don't care about the frequency. Some sites say, well, if you want to write for us, you got to send us something every couple of weeks. Uh, we don't care how many words it is. Could be 100 words, could be 2,000 words. We don't care what the topic is. We love storytelling. What's most important to us is that our writers have the freedom to do nothing but write. And we want them to write only when they're inspired to write, not because they're on some kind of schedule, because I know about writer's block and how that kicks in. And it takes us a while to get writers to understand what I'm saying here, because they're so used to the ground rules that it's kind of uh, cordoned off their creativity. On the other hand, when I say to a writer, pick up a sheet of paper or get on your word, your uh, laptop and write when you're inspired, whenever you want. It's amazing what comes out of those stories. There's a lady, good example during the pandemic, who was writing pure business topics for quite a few years for us. And, you know, she saw the message and that was, we really don't want to do a lot of business stuff right now because people are distracted. She decided she was, and she happened to be during the pandemic, she lost her job. So she said rather than retreat, uh, she went out to her neighbors in her community and asked them all to give her keywords, uh, trigger words, if you will, that she could write about. And she's turned them into now over a dozen what she calls distraction stories. And uh, I'll just give you one example. One of her stories is called Hope. Now, that was the key word. She wrote probably a 1,500-word essay on the notion of hope. Now, she made the entire story up. It's storytelling at its best coming from the heart. And there was a moral to the story. But she just kept pushing those over to us. So suddenly we're publishing two or three stories from this young lady every week that have nothing to do with her occupation. But when you say to a good writer, 
you know, write about what's on your heart, write about what you're inspired about. It's amazing. Other writers, I mean, it's amazing how many people can um, reveal their vulnerability through their words. I have one lady that, God bless her, she just, you know her life story, and she needs nothing to the imagination in a good way. But what that, well, I've heard from other writers, and as you see the comments coming in that we talked about earlier, people are reaching out and saying, this lady's name is Laura. They're saying, Laura, I thought I was alone. I've seen this movie before, as they say. I've been in your shoes before. And Laura happened to go through a lot of abuse in her childhood and in her marriage. And, but Laura came out on the other side, not retreating, but using the wisdom of that experience and the cathartic experience about writing about it, not only writing for us, but ultimately we helped her direct her to publishing a book on everything she's written about that is now went on to be an Amazon bestseller. And this is the lady that, again, could have retreated. So, I mean, we got story after story, which goes back to why we have so many comments on the website, because it's resonating with people. So we've seen, and answer your question, a complete shift or a pivot. We will never be the same website we were four months ago. We like what we're seeing. The fact that probably 80, 85% of what we're publishing right now is nothing to do with business, that's fine with us. Because the audience and the universe and humanity is saying, that's what we want to read right now. We want to escape into these stories. And again, it gives a lot of people comfort to know that they're not the only ones suffering through the words of Laura and other people like her. It, it's so true, and and, and you're, you're creating a space where you're talking connection, you know, rather than perfection. Um, I know early on in my days as a writer, when I would send something in, you know, certain places they would change it so much. It's like, well, that doesn't sound like me at all. You know, <laughs> like what happened? You know, I, I felt like part of the heart of what I was sharing was corrected, Um from another perspective, and um, the the dean of education, she's listening in as we're talking today of uh, Illy, and um, you know she's made this point before too of the spontaneity as a writer. You know, it, you you can come from a free place of your heart, and because when you're in your head about is it perfect enough or, you know, am I using the right conjunction or preposition or, you know, all those things you, you get in the way of, of the real root of the sharing. So good for you that you allow that. And I, I love that, that you, you know, you allow a hundred words or 2000 words, or you let an individual just kind of go with the flow of, of what's current, what's raw and what's going on with them. How, do contributing uh, writers send in their material to Biz Catalyst 360? All they need to do is, and I'll give you my email address, all they need to do is send me an introduction, tell me who they are. Okay. And um, what they'd like to write about. And my email address directly to me now is Biz, I'm sorry, BizMastersGlobal. That's all one word. It's a Gmail address, BizMastersGlobal global at gmail.com and let that let me know that you heard about this on your show temple and that'll be enough to connect the dots and then we'll reach out to them and if, if you will give them the rest of the story which is an introduction to who we are what we do and we put together a special page for potential new writers and actually it's a reminder page for existing writers uh that 
answers all the questions most people have about what we do, how we do it, how many words, how frequently, you know, what format, things that they're used to seeing, but in a very much more relaxed manner. So we'll take it from there. That's so cool. It's just, um, it's just fascinating. And it's been how long? Not long at all. Did you say eight years ago? Well, we're coming up on our eighth anniversary, and somewhere along the way, I didn't mention, but we did rent an award, and we didn't know we were even in the running for an award. But obviously, <laughs> that put us on the map, and uh, I may have mentioned earlier, but we now have over 600 writers on six continents. Absolutely beautiful. I just I just love it. I, it reminds me of this um a sacred story that I've that I've told a time or two that there was a, a man that proposed to a young woman named Marie and um and wanted to get married and and she's like, Well, I'll marry you, but I wanna go to Hawaii for my honeymoon. And he said, Well, we don't have the money to do that. And she said, well, that's what I want to do. You know, I, I want to go on my honeymoon to Hawaii. And, and she said, and besides, you know, we're, we're smart people. You're a salesman. Uh, Robert, you can sell and I can sew. And so I've got some wonderful knit material and I'm going to uh, put together a few prototypes and you go out there. Let's make this happen. We can do this. Right. And so anyway, um, so Robert comes back at the end of the day and he looks uh, somewhat bewildered and, you know, just I don't, the look on his face. He said, well, what happened was, was nobody interested? And he said, oh, no, that's not it. I've got 200 orders and I don't know how we're going to fill them. And that was the oh, beginning my. of St. John Knits. What an amazing story. That's how they created this empire that has offered um, clothes that so many of us, inclusive of myself, uh, love to wear. And that's that's what I keep thinking about with you. You're you're so humble. You know, well, I didn't do it to do this, and I didn't do it to win awards, and I don't really have, you know, a, a level of doing this and doing that. It's just, uh, it's an idea whose time has come. You know, it's like okay. you just decided originally to share a few ideas and it's just really taken off. So I knew you would appreciate that story because it always, oh, um, it, it's so powerful. Oh, thank you. That's, that's inspiring, simply inspiring. Mm. Yeah. And um, we, like you, you say, I mean, I, I, I have found myself in many places in my life that, wasn't part of the plan and they're some of the richest um, greatest experiences that as a as a person and as, as an intentional spirit that I've been able to have you know I know that you uh, were a voice with the never alone you know movement yeah. and um, and talking about suicide and um, yeah. neither you or I put that on our five-year plan five years ago that we wanted to yeah. be a voice about that, but we answer where we're called, don't we? Amen. Speaking of that, there's something else we've been doing that I'd really like to share with your audience if we have the time. Yes, we do. Um, we have, uh, we have quite a bit of time. 
It's under 316 Nation. Let me just say, everything we've been talking about, Temple, it's all on the website that you mentioned, whether it be 360 Nation, whether it be Good Work 360. As you said, they might want to get a big cup of coffee and sit down before they open up the site because a lot of things to look at between the storytelling and the 360 Nation and Good Work, uh, but it's all there. So um, that's a great place to go to learn more. And if I'm skipping over everything, trust me, it's there. But as we started going through this pandemic, and as I said earlier, we decided we weren't going to retreat. We were going to open the floodgates, but we were going to pivot to a different type of publishing, and while at the same time recognizing that our volunteer um, interns had families to take care of. So we did all that. Um, but then as we were seeing what was coming in and talking to people across our massive network, um, we felt, you know, a lot of people were moving towards online discussions on Zoom, on Skype, you name it, because people couldn't see each other, so they were going to the online methods. And rather than resist that, uh, we decided we're going to jump into that because what we were sensing was people, you know, there was a TV show in America for many years called Cheers. Um, mm -hmm. And it's the kind of bar you walk into the Boston where you sit in the bar and you see Norm sitting there, the mailman, and you see you know, Woody, the bartender, and just a safe place to go to sit down and have a chat. And you really don't have an agenda, but it's just where you go every day. We took that notion, and we wanted to create an environment online for people. So everything we'd learned about building 360 Nation and connecting with humanity, which is a very important thing to us, we launched something called the Friendship Bench. And again, this is on the website, but just to give you some background on it, uh, I had been doing some reading about history, and I learned that in the African country of Zimbabwe, uh, many years ago, during the wars and high, high unemployment, it left a lot of people looking for hope. Now, at the time, they had no place to go like we do here in America. Um, there were a couple of, uh, there was a bench that was set up in the middle of the town, um, and they called it a friendship bench, and it was a rotating series of elderly women or the elders of the community who had a lot of experience and they were prepared to sit there, and I'm going to borrow again from our earlier discussion, and intentionally listen to these people. Uh, so they were trained grandmothers, as they called themselves. They were people struggling with depression, people looking for hope, people just needing a friend. So that's where it came from. We decided we're going to take the notion of the friendship bench and turn it into an online bench, and we launched that. It's called the friendship bench. Every Thursday at noon for the last four months, people literally from around the world are tuning in via Zoom, no charge, and we've introduced it the same way. It's just a safe place to come where you can be three things. You can be seen, you can be valued, and you can be heard, and there is no agenda. There's not strict ground rules. It's just a bunch of friendly people looking almost like the friendship bench I talked about earlier historically. Just a safe place to go, particularly at a time when we've all lost a little control. And again, it's helpful to know that maybe somebody else on the, on the bench is going through the same thing. And it's comforting. It was an experiment. It's now four months later. We probably average about 25 to 30 people every Thursday at noon, and we've had them from literally around the world. It just keeps growing exponentially. And it's been our, we learned from it. It's given us a real taste of what's on people's minds. 
Um, and it's just been another remarkable experience that came, it, it, as we say, there's some silver linings underneath all this trauma around us. This is one of them, this worldwide gathering. And people say, well, what's going to happen when the pandemic is over? I said, nothing. We're going to keep building. In fact, we're launching a second one now in another month because we're learning from the first one that some people, they like to come online, if you will, once every Thursday, and they like to have a discussion with a lot of people, but they would also like to have a more intimate gathering with a smaller group so they could dive deeper into certain things, like what's going on in America right now. Um, they want to be able to intellectually speak to other people uh, in a safe environment leaving all the biases at the door and saying, you know, there's an issue here with this or the police or the words that have been coming up lately, white privilege. Now, those sound like inflammatory words, but we've learned if you get the right group of people in the same room with all the biases at the door left and they feel safe talking about it in a constructive way, I don't mean without dissent. There should be dissent. But if they can come out the other side of that discussion changing them, their thinking and changing some of the thinking of the people they then know. It's amazing how little steps we can make for humanity. So next month we're launching a new thing. It's not called the Friendship Bench, but it's coming down the pike, and we're learning this in the midst of all the adversity. That's incredible. Now, where can they access, because I'm looking at the website, bizcatalyst360.com, what, um, under what uh, menu is it listed? It, it, on any page, if you go to the top, you're going to see a banner that says 360 Nation. Yes. Just click on that banner. That'll take to everything we've been talking about. It will show you the friendship bench. It will talk about good works. It will talk about anything we're doing right now. It, it even shows the uh, excerpt from the uh, You Are Never Alone event that you and I participated in. So everything's on that page that kind of puts it under the umbrella. Okay. That is so powerful. You're just just allowing. That's what I hear is allowing. And you're just allowing it to become fluid and what this grows into. It's so so powerful to to run a business or an organization like that, you know, because it can be fresh. It can be raw. It can be vulnerable. And it can be really responsive to what's going on now. And that's, um, that's exciting to me. It's exciting to get to know you better and how you're actually, you know, part of this magnificent experience. And I was asked by a magazine not long ago to write about, you know, how I've managed people here through the years. And I go, you know, it, it's, it's interesting when you do things different and according to the present moment. You know, because people want to come in as a new hire and do what the resume of the person before them did. And it's like, no, we don't do it that way. (laughs) You're not that same person. And we're not that same organization that we were five years ago when that person came with that resume. So we need to look at what you're going to bring to the table. And it's um, it's just a, a very needed style of how things are done. But it doesn't appear that many places do it. They they have, you know, banners on their on their website, but they're not in internally not really practicing, allowing the unfoldment of how things need to change. So my hat goes off to you, sir. 
Well, thank you, Temple. It's been an amazing journey. And uh, someone asked us recently on the friendship bench um, about, you know, how we did what we did. And, you know, it's really not a, an audience for us to do any promotional discussions. I said, you know, let me just say this. We were guided by our audience. Humanity is knocking at our door. We just happen to be perfectly poised to use this amazing platform that we built by accident you know, to send good vibes or good news across the world. Why wouldn't you want to do that? And I said, don't ever be under the impression that we're in control of this. We're not. We may look like it, but we're being guided by other people. We're just following the lead, and I'm going to use the same word I've used many times, Temple. We're blessed to be in a position to do that. So we can follow that and what makes sense we do. And have we made mistakes? We have made every mistake in the book building this thing, but we got some wisdom from it. And we got back up and we soldiered on. Something else. So it's going to be amazing to watch what continues to unfold and and your um, how your your writers and your contributors and your contacts are are helping people all all over the world. It's always refreshing to connect with someone like yourself. That your your world is bigger than just local. Um, but it's as well, big as you you will let it be, and that that's right. so exciting. You know, it's just it really is. really wonderful. Well, is there a, a parting um, sentence or statement that you would like to share? We have a, another minute or two, more well, like a minute. One <laughs> yeah, one quick thought. People have asked us, you know, uh, given the fact that Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, there's been a lot of discussion lately because of what's going on in the world and in America about bias. And people said, that, do you folks at BizCatalyst, do you have a bias um, or any kind of, you know, restrictions on content? We said the only bias we have is one for positive action, period. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, our doors are, our doors are open. Bring it on, as we tell people, right from your heart. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.